So as I was putting this message together and God had just began to put the words in my heart of what it, what it was he wanted me to speak, um, one of the first words that came into my mind was the word influence. And um, Lee already kind of touched on that a little bit, but, but really that's the first word that kind of came to me as I was thinking about, about today's message. And, you know, uh, many parents uh, fail to realize, in particular fathers, the influence and the impact they have on their children. And we, we, don't, we don't really understand the, the gravity of, w- of what that is. And if you think about it, if we were in our homes with our children um, when they were young, we were with our children for at least 17 years. I mean, that's probably the average. It's a little less for some. For some, it's probably a little bit more. But it was at least 17 years that you spent with that son or that daughter in that home. And if you think about it, within those 17 years, those, was, those were some of the most formative years of their lives. And, and you were there. So, so we do have an impact and we have an influence on, um, on, our, on our children. So... But the influence of a father is so critical. You know, both, both parents have an influence on children, but, um, but what may not be as obvious is that there's a different influence and an impact we have as fathers and as mothers. They're, they're different. We're, we're different, obviously. A dad is different than a mom, and that, that's how it should be. But the impact and the influence we have on our children, it, it is different. And uh, I just pulled up this, um, this article here from Focus on the Family. They kind of did a little collection of a lot of surveys that had been done on the significance of a father's influence. And um, this is just some excerpts from this um, article. It says, fathers are far, more, are, are far more than just second adults in the home. Involved fathers, especially biological fathers, bring positive benefits to their children that no other person is as likely to bring. They provide protection and economic support and male role models. They have parenting style that is significantly different than that of a mother, and, that's, and the differences are important in healthy child development. And then it also said here 82% of studies on uh, father involvement and child well-being published since 1980 found significant associations between positive father involvement and offspring well-being. It says in an analysis of over 100 studies on parent-child relationships, it was found that having a loving and nurturing father was as important for a child's happiness, well-being, and social and academic success as having a loving and nurturing mother. Some studies even indicated father love was a stronger contributor to some important positive child um, well-being outcomes. And um, so that's just a few of those. But, but I think, you know, dads, it's so important for us to realize you have an influence we have, we have an influence on our children, and, and we're, we're going to influence them just by being daddy, just, just by being the father. So if you look at the Bible, um, the Bible is filled with fathers, right? From Genesis to Revelation, there's, there's, there's tons of fathers in the Bible, and there's some, some fathers who did a really good job, and some of the fathers in the Bible, they were kind of lousy. They, they didn't really do an, an excellent job. And, you know, King Saul, he was the first king of Israel but he really wasn't a great father. And um, unfortunately, King Saul will probably be remembered most for his disobedience. He, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't obey God, and really his disobedience led to the, the, to the kingdom being stripped away from him, from him being taken down as king, and it also led to him and his son being killed. So, um, so, so again, that, that's a strong, a strong influence. And then King Ahab in the Bible, 
The Bible says of King Ahab, um, he did more evil in the eyes of the Lord than any of those before him. That's not something that you want written on your tombstone. That, 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 that's what Ahab's going to be remembered for. But there are plenty of good fathers that we remember also in the Bible. Then Abraham, Father Abraham is one of them, and, and Abraham is, is, is such a, a remarkable father. The Bible says Abraham became a father of faith. In other words, he, he became the father of our faith, the same faith that Abraham placed in the Lord. The Bible says he became a father for us, that we place that same faith in Jesus Christ. And um, so he left with us a remarkable um, impact. And then Joshua. The Bible, the Bible says, uh, Joshua declared before his death, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And uh, so that, that's it. And then there's, there's Moses and, and King David and, uh, and Isaac and Jacob and on and on. There's a lot of, lot of good examples and role models of fathers that are in the Bible. But all these men left us and all, the, all, all those who lived after us, after their death, they left us a legacy. That, that's really what they did. There's a, that, that we're talking about them thousands of years later, and there was a legacy that they left. So perhaps the most valuable thing that you can give your children, fathers, is, is your legacy. That, that's the most valuable possession, I believe, that you, that you can leave with them. And so I titled the message today, A Father's Legacy. A Father's Legacy. And I want to say this as I speak this message. You know, I know we got women in the room here, and that, that's appropriate. I always try to take the Father's Day message and make it something that even women can identify with. So, so I just want y'all to, to just understand that this is, I'm speaking to dads primarily because it's Father's Day, but I also want, to know, want you to know as women that we, you also, all of us have a legacy. We're, we're going to leave a legacy. And so, so I just want to just get that out as I'm, as I'm speaking, that all of us in the room can really, I think, identify um, you know, with, with this message. And, uh, but, you know, the world, the world is filled with men and women that we call heroes. You know, and I'm always blown away by, by the people that we elevate as heroes in the world. You know, movie stars and, uh, you know, actors, actors and actresses, um, football stars, you know, athletic people, all that kind of stuff. The people that really, really elevate. And some of those guys have really done a good job at taking advantage of their public position they have. Tim Tebow's one of them. He's a, he's a Christian. He's never shied away from his faith. He's always been very public about his faith. But a lot of the men and women that we hold in high esteem, and even those who have died and we say they left a legacy, wasn't really a legacy that mattered. Did it really, it was, in other words, what they did might have been, their accomplishments might have been great. They, you know, like Drew Brees, he, he'll leave a legacy that he broke a lot of records. That there's a lot of accomplishments that he did. But, but at the end of the day, if you're a football star or baseball or whatever it is, what difference or impact is that legacy really going to have? Not a lot. You'll talk about it a little bit, you know, when there's a football game on and you, you'll mention it or whatever, but did it really... Did it really make a, did it really make a diff, did it make a difference? So, but as Christians, and in particular fathers, you should desire a legacy that has real significance and meaning. In other words, you, you, you should desire to, to leave a legacy that has real significance and meaning. And you know, for those, um, you know, or, or, or for those who are the most influenced by it or, um, 
our most treasured possessions, our children. That, that, that is our, our, our legacies we leave, we leave to our children. So, you know, hobbies and sports and education are not the legacy fathers are called to leave. We are called to a much higher standard as men and fathers, the head of the family, are you up to the call? In other words, you've got to ask yourself, am I, am I answering the call that God has given me? And I say this to men all the time, you don't choose to be a leader. You are a leader. You, you read the Bible, men lead. Now, that's kind of gotten, gotten uh, covered up in the world we live in today, and they've, they've blurred the lines between men and women and the roles that a men play and women play, especially in the home. But if you read the Bible, it's crystal clear, men are called to lead. That's where we're, we're born innate. We have leadership qualities inside of us at birth. So you don't say, well, you are a leader. That, that, that's what men do. So, so when we think of legacy, and, you know, when I was pulling up the meaning of legacy, it was amazing. The first description and definitions that came up for the term legacy was the money or the, uh, the inheritance that you leave your, your, your family and I was really amazed that that was really, I had to dig kind of deep to get to what I knew I was looking for, for what legacy really meant. But it was really what you leave your children in more of a financial state, like in a money, in a money state. But, but this, I believe, sums it up here. If Ruby wants to put that on the screen. It's about the richness of the individual's life, including what that person accomplished and the impact he or she had on people and places. Ultimately, the story of a person's life reflects the individual's legacy. So it's what you leave. So um, it's something we leave with others, but I believe it should be something we are creating now. You know, you can't just think of your legacy as something that you don't think about now and it's going to happen after I die and who cares. It doesn't work that way. Um, it's something that we are creating now. So when you think of a legacy that really is that matters. Like, and remember, we look, we're looking at the biblical, what, what does the Bible say? And we're talking to fathers here. Um, what, what would be the framework of a meaningful legacy? And this is some things that came up with, and I think these are, these are real appropriate for us to consider. If you want to put that next slide up there, uh, Ruby. Um, these, this, this is what we need. Are, are you building a legacy? Now, you might say, well, I'm order, I am building a legacy. Well, you are but are you building a good legacy? There was a, are you thinking about that? Like right now, are you considering, are you building a good legacy? Am I, do, am I, is my life building a good legacy? The next thing is your legacy making a difference in the lives of others. Or the question could say, will, it, will your legacy make a difference in the lives of others? That's extremely important. The, the Drew Breeses of the world and the, and the Tom Brady's and all that kind of stuff, those are good, those are good legacies, but guess what? Those are really not going to make a difference in the life of a young person. That's significant. That really has real meaning. How will your legacy be remembered? Do you think about this? I, I, I think about all these things all the time. How will, when they, when they look back at David or Lee or Ray or any of us in this room, how will they, how will they remember you? What will be the things in your life that stand out the most, that someone remembers. And this is probably the most important, will your legacy last? And not just in this life, but in the life to come. <laughs> will, will, will your legacy last? That, that's the most, so when we consider uh, our legacy uh, and a father's legacy, those, I believe, are the, are the questions that, that, we need, that we need to answer. So 
Um, one of the fathers in the Bible that I believe answers yes to every one of these questions is Noah. And, um, you know, Noah, if you think about it, what's the first thing you think of when you think of Noah? The flood, the ark, the rainbow, the animals, all those kind of things. But sometimes I think we forget that these mighty men that did these great things, guess what? They were also dads. And Noah, Noah was a father. And if you read the account in the book of Genesis, Noah was a pretty remarkable father. He, he's the kind of father I would want to be. And, he, and his, the legacy he left is a legacy that I would want to, want to leave for my children. So, so if you, you know the account of Noah in the book of Genesis, um, the Bible says that the sin on the earth, now get this, the sin was so bad on the face of the earth, the, the Bible says that God was ready to destroy everything that he ever created. Every, every human being that he ever created. I did a little uh, search real quick just to kind of get an idea of what the population was around the time of Noah. And they don't really know for sure what it was, but it, it could have been close to a billion people, possibly. Probably, probably less than that, but there was a significant number of people on the face of the earth when the, when, when the flood came. Now imagine this, Noah, the Bible says, was the only person that God chose to save. Out of all the people that was on the face of Noah, Noah was the only one. And uh, Noah was chosen to be the one to keep the human race from extinction and to multiply and repopulate the earth. God chose Noah. That's pretty significant in my estimation. So what is it that we can learn from the legacy that he, that he left that will make a significant and meaningful difference in our legacy? Well, let's look at this here in Genesis chapter 6. It says, this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So of all the people on the earth, God chose Noah to save. So, but, but we know that Noah's legacy was deeper than just building an ark. His legacy is one every father and Christian should, try, should strive to imitate. We should strive to imitate the legacy that Noah left. So let's just break this down here. What's the first thing we see here? Well, Noah left us a legacy of godliness. Noah left us a legacy of godliness. The Bible says Noah was righteous and blameless, so that tells me that Noah was godly. And, you know, in the world today, how many people, and I know this is true, associate godliness with religion? If someone is religious, then someone automatically assumes that person is godly. I know a lot of people who are religious... <laughs> They're not godly. There's a, there's a tremendous difference between being a religious person and being a godly person, a, a, a big difference. So, so when we think of godliness, we don't want to leave a legacy of religion. I don't want my children remembering that David was so religious. What do I want? David was godly. He, 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 led, a, he led a godly life. So... Um, see, the world doesn't need more religious people. we got tons of religious people. The, we've, the world's flooded with religious people. Guess what the world needs? It needs godly men, godly women, godly young people. 
That, that, that's the example that the world needs today. So um, think about this. The legacy of religion is not going to last, but the legacy of godliness will last. It will last. So what does it mean to be, to be godly? Well, it's someone who is devoted to God and his word. Someone who has confessed and received his son Jesus as Lord. Someone who is living their lives according to the principles and teachings and doctrines of the word of God. That's what godliness is. Godliness is not being a good person. You don't sit back and say, I define godliness, that, that I'm going to come to God and then I'm going to define what the parameters are for being godly. No, guess where the, the parameters are in the word of God. You open up the Bible and that tells us what it means to be godly and how to live, how to live a godly life. So Noah answered this question, is your life making a difference in others? Um, Noah was, make, was making a difference. See, your children, they are going to remember, even if your children stray from the Lord, they are going to remember whether or not daddy was godly. They might, they might be in church, they might have been raised in church, all those things, and they might stray from the Lord when they leave the home, but I promise you there's going to be a time that's going to come. Lee, Lee can testify to this, that he remembered that his parents honored God, that they were godly. So you might think, well, I blew it. It, it, it never worked. My children are out there. They're prodigals or whatever. I promise you, in their mind and in their hearts, they will remember what it was that mom and daddy taught them when they were living at home. You, you have an impact, and you, 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 make, you make a difference. So even if they disagree or do not believe, they will know that my father lived his life pleasing unto God. Now look what 1 Timothy says here. It says, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things. Now look at this. Holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. See, that's leaving a legacy that lasts. See, that, that's affecting your children. Why is it affecting them now? Because if your children lead and live a godly life, there's a very good chance they're going to be very successful in their job there's a very good chance they're going to have a very good marriage. There's a very good chance that they're not going to be imprisoned or they're not going to be in jail or all these different drug addicts. They're going to have a life, they're going to have a life that is blessed. That's now. But then Paul says, and in the life to come. Why? Because godliness leads to what? Eternal life. A righteousness in Christ leads to eternal life. See, Noah, Noah left his family a legacy of godliness. And he was chosen by God, the Bible says, out of all the people on the face of the earth, the Bible says that God, that God chose Noah. See, see, there's a lot of things that dads can teach their children, but none is more important than teaching your children to live godly, according to the principles of what the Word of God says. In your speech, and in your conduct, in your actions, in your mind, your body, and your spirit, are we demonstrating godliness to our children? That's up to us dads. That, that's the role that God has given us to do. The mom plays a role, and yes, the mothers have to do that. But fathers, I believe, in this area, especially in nurturing our children for the Lord, we play a greater role and have a bigger impact on the lives of our children. It, it's just the way a dad conducts himself, the presence of a father, the voice of a father, the, the, the makeup of a father. A lot of times the father maybe is bigger, his, his statue is different. We just come across different to our children. Are we teaching them godliness? Are we displaying godliness in the way we live our lives? 
that'll make them want to imitate the way you and I live. See, our children are living in an ungodly world. There's, a, there's an ungodly world right now that we're living in. We see it, we, we read the newspaper, we see the news articles, all the, the government, all the things that are happening. There's a world out there that is ungodly. So what do our children need to see in our homes? They need to see demonstrations of godliness, that a mother or father is living before them godly before God. 2 Timothy says, in chapter 3 it says, You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times, for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and hate and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that can make them godly. Stay away from people like that. That's the, that describes the world we're living in today. But our children need to see fathers living a godly life that shows them, yes, you can still live for God in the midst of an ungodly world. That's up to us fathers. So I'll ask you this again. Are you, are you leaving a legacy of godliness? Not religion, not, not, a, religious, not a religious spirit, but a, but a, godly, a godly heritage that, that honors and obeys and follows the ways of God. Leave a legacy of godliness. That's a, that's a treasure and a gift you can give your children that you cannot put a price tag on to leave, to leave your children a, a legacy of godliness. Then look at verse, verse 9 here, chapter 6 in Genesis. It says, This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. So the next thing we see here is Noah left a legacy of faithfulness. Noah left a legacy of faithfulness. And you know, faithfulness is lacking today in our society. I, I see that not just in the world, but it's in the church. There, there's just a lack, there's a lack of commitment, a lack of dedication and, and loyalty, and just, just being like, you know what, I'm all in. You know, when I, when I was growing up, it's just like, man, when you got involved in something, you just gave your heart, gave your life, and you were just like, you were like gold. You could just be counted on and dependent on, but, but for whatever reason, in today's society, faithfulness is not, is not high up there on the, on the charter of things that I want to do. It, it, it has fallen very much, very much to the bottom. But the Bible says Noah, he walked faithfully. He didn't just walk with God. He walked faithfully with God, the, the, the Bible says. So do you think that Noah's children noticed his faithfulness? Well, obviously they did. What do you think they thought of when that ark began to rise from the earth? When the war, when they, you know, at first, we don't know, they don't give the details of what the children thought, but maybe the children thought Noah was a nut. That you, you build in this boat, there ain't, no, there ain't enough water around here to even, to, to even float a, a, a canoe, and you build in this big ark. But I promise you, when that boat began to lift up and all those people, they had to see the people drown and they were suffering, there was death all around them. Those children remembered, you know what? My daddy was faithful to God. And now guess what his faithfulness did? It saved us. What a legacy. What a legacy that Noah, that Noah left. So what it, it says he walked with God. What, what does that mean to walk with God? 
Does it mean he physically walked with God? No, it doesn't mean that. But, but what it does mean is that he lived his life in lockstep with God, with God's ways, with God's principles, with, with God's teachings. He, he followed God. He, he went where God wanted him to go, and he didn't go where God didn't want him to go. He, he, he walked along the ways of God. And, and that's what God is calling us, man, to do is we're walking with God. There was my life, as I'm walking and I'm living my life, I'm living according to the ways that God, that God would have me live, according to the principles of his word. So what would that mean to you if your children remember this, that my daddy walked with God, that that was your legacy that you left, that they remember that my dad was faithful. He wasn't perfect. I'm not, I'm not speaking a message to dads of perfection because I, I, I'll fall short of that every day. But we can leave a legacy of faithfulness that they can remember that my dad, my dad honored God. See, the Bible says Noah walked faithfully. Now, see, your legacy cannot be my daddy used to walk with God or my daddy sometimes walked with God or he was with God for a season and not with God for another season or Oh, I remember my dad when I was little, we were in church. But, you know, there was a time where all of a sudden we weren't in church anymore. I can't be like that. See, God's looking for faithfulness. That's what this earth is like. And I I see that in fathers, and I'm not blaming fathers for their children. We we did it. We did it to the best of our ability. My wife and I, we love God. We honor God. We we brought our children to church, raised them up in the ways of the Lord. And they they still, we still had prodigals. And, uh, And so, but... But, but, but fathers, I'm telling you, we have to leave a legacy of faithfulness to our children. They, they are looking to see, is daddy, is daddy dedicated? And look, look at these words here. Just put that next slide up there, Ruby, please. Uh, the, yeah, would, would this define your life? Consistency, commitment, steadfast, dedicated, and trustworthy. Is, is that the legacy you're leaving for your children? That, that if, the, if your children think about daddy... Would that be some of the words that they would use to define you? I'm telling you right now, in today's society, though, almost every one of those things, they're they're missing. That's gone. It don't matter no more. And I'm seeing that being being passed down from fathers to their children. And, and And it doesn't just show up in spiritual things. It shows up in the world, in the workplace, in the way they conduct themselves with their employer as an employee. All, the, all these different uh, uh, aspects of society are being intact, impacted because those things are not important anymore. God is asking us as fathers to be faithful. So that, that's the legacy you want to leave your children. Dad never wavered. He never wavered from God. He was, he, he was faithful. See, if you think about it, um, this is one of the greatest enemies of the Christian life, is to be steadfast. That, that, that's something God showed me at, at a young age. It's just, he just placed that, he planted that within my spirit as a young Christian that God was just telling me, be steadfast. You know, don't, don't try to always live for God on the mountaintop and don't stay in the valley. Just, just find a place where you're just steady. There's going to be highs. You're going to experience highs in your life, but guess what? There's going to be some lows. There's going to be some valleys. There's going to be some places you don't like to go. But, 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 but does those things dictate the way I live for God? No, it doesn't. I'm steadfast. See, that's what the word means. The word means steady. Those you're not moved. You're not too high. You're not too low. I'm steady. See, I, I, that, that, your children need to see that. 
They're not going to see that in the world. Their friends aren't showing them that. The, the world they live in, that's not showing them that. You, you need to show them that as parents. In Psalm 51, verse 10, David said, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Some translations say renew a right spirit within me. So a right spirit is what? It's a steadfast spirit. So what does that tell me? If David wrote that in Psalms 51 was a prayer, it's after he was confronted from the prophet Nathan about his sin with Bathsheba. David wrote, David poured his heart out to, the God, to, to, to God in Psalm 51. And David said, but what was David doing? He was asking God for a steadfast spirit. Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew within me a steadfast spirit. Guys, you gotta, you got to ask for this. You've got to pursue these things. You've you got to say, God, I want to I be steadfast. I'm telling you, that, that one principle will make the biggest impact, not only in your life, but in the, in the life of your children. That they can just see my dad, that he wasn't always, like, we, we never really got an influence from him in a godly way. But when it came to him, his work ethic and, and his home life and those things, he was steady. He was just like, Dad was dependable. He was like, he was always there, always around. Got up every morning, was every day at work. He was just, he left a legacy of being he's steadfast. That's, that's, that's big. And Noah, the Bible says, was, faith, was, was faithful. Are you leaving a legacy of faithfulness? Can your children look back at your life? Are you building that legacy now of faithfulness? That is so, so important for us. God, give us steadfast fathers today. That's what, that's what our sons and daughters need. They need daddies who are steadfast. That, that, and it's, ne it's never too late. You might say, well, you know what? I'm, I've messed up. I've never, I, I dropped the ball. Well, guess what? Pick up the ball and start running. Amen. It ain't too late. The devil tries to tell you, you messed up. You know good. You know. No, it's none of that. You stand up. You say, you know what? I confess I messed up. But you know what? From this day forward, my children are going to be able to know that daddy is faithful to God. See, that's the definition of legacy I want to leave. The money and all that kind of stuff, okay, that's good, but that's not, that legacy's not going to last. That'll be a benefit temporarily. It'll help them out, but that's not going to get them to heaven. <laughs> that's not going to be an eternal legacy. Then in verse 5, Genesis 7, I'm moving, moving further down here. We couldn't read the whole story. It's too much. Genesis 7, verse 5, I love this. And Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. He left a legacy of obedience. Noah, Noah was, notice, notice it said Noah did everything the Lord commanded him. Now, um, a lot of things the Lord asked him to do, it didn't make sense. <laughs> you know, and think about this, and I was thinking of the perspective of this. Noah lived, I think he was six, seven, eight hundred years old, I think, when he died. So we can't really wrap our minds around being six or seven hundred years old. And, um, but it took a hundred years to build the ark. We we don't have a patience. We wouldn't have patience a hundred days. We would be given up. The Bible says Noah did everything the Lord commanded him to do. That's just like see he was blameless and righteous. The Bible says. And what did he do? He dishonored God. He was just he was just obedient. He was just obedient to God. See, see that that takes your legacy to another level. See, my legacy cannot only be that David believed in God. I want to be someone who was remembered as someone who obeyed God. Right. See, you can tell your family, and, and your children might know this, they might know that daddy believes in God, and that's good, but 
the Bible says in James, even the, even the demons believe. And do what? They tremble. So we know what James is telling us is belief in God is not enough. What, it, what, it, what is it? It's trust. So how do I demonstrate that I trust something? I, I follow. I obey. That, that, that's how you have faith in action. You, you obey that. So don't just leave a legacy to your children that says, I believed in God. Let your children know you obeyed God. That's night and day. There's a lot of families in the world today that would tell their children we believe in God. But they're probably not in church this morning. Well, you're not obeying God. You're not honoring God. I want to show my children I, I, I had the Bible. I wasn't ashamed. I wasn't ashamed to, to take the Bible. Don't just leave it on the shelf. It's not meant for decoration. It's, it's, it's a living word, the Bible says. That daddy wasn't ashamed to actually open up the word of God and not just read the word, but after he closed it, he did what it said. That's a legacy. That's a legacy. And like I said, your children, they might waver. They might, they might go off the rails. But they are going to remember a mama and a daddy who obey God. I promise you, they, they will remember that. See, the Bible says that disobedience leads to curses. But what does obedience lead to? Blessings. I want the blessings. And guess what? You want to pass what? You don't want to pass curses down to your children. See, what do we do when, when a father and a mother accepts Jesus in the family? Guess what you do? You break the curse. The curse is broken in Jesus' name. Now, now in all the lineage of the family, somebody stood up and said, you know what? Just like Joshua, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. See, then you break the curse. Now, now what happens? Now the blessings begin to flow. The blessings begin to flow. I'm telling you, we experience it in our family. We're not perfect. We don't, we don't claim to be perfect. We don't take any credit for anything that God has done except we love the Lord. We've tried to be faithful to God. We honor Him. And now the blessings are following. What, is, what, 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 is, what does the Bible say? Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. What a legacy. That's the legacy that you want to leave for, for your children. 1 Samuel 15, this is what Samuel was saying to, to Saul. What is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. Leave a legacy of obedience. Tell, tell your children, show your children, I obey God. I don't just read the Bible. I don't just have it stuck on a shelf somewhere. I actually take it off the shelf. I open it up. I read it. And then I do what it tells me to do. That's, that's, that's a legacy that you, that you want to leave. So, so did Noah's legacy pass the test? Well, let's put that back up there, that framework that we had put up there earlier. Um, Ruby, please, that next slide. So are you, are you, was Noah building a legacy? Well, yes, he was. He, he, the Bible says he was blameless and, and, and righteous before God. He was building a legacy before God. Um, did his legacy make a difference in the lives of others? Hello, you're here today. You're sitting in this room. Noah saved his family. And, 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 and then how will your legacy be remembered? Well, Noah's being, re we're honoring him today. We're, we're honoring his obedience and his faithfulness to God. We, we, we've remembered the life in a good way that Noah left. 
And then the most important things, it, will his legacy last? We're still talking about his legacy today. Thousands upon thousands of years later, way after the flood, we're still talking about it. Every time it rains and there's a rainbow in the sky, what do you do? You think of God, you think of the flood, but I think of Noah. He was faithful. Noah, Noah honored God. See, that, that needs to be the, 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 the framework or the, the, the outline, if you will, of what your legacy is. That, th those are the questions that you need to answer as a daddy and as a mama, as a Christian. If you're a Christian in here, those are the things you need to say. But don't just think of your legacy as something you leave when you die. You're, you're creating your legacy now. The decisions you make today is going to shape your legacy that you leave when you're gone. Are you building a legacy that lasts? It's never too late to start building a legacy that matters. It's never too late. Your children could be grown up. They could be moved out the house. You could be a grandparent, a great-grandparent. It doesn't matter. It's never too late to start saying, you know what? I'm going to start honoring God in my, in my family, and I'm going to show my children, no matter how old they are, that this father is honoring God, that he, that he loves God. Amen.